And then it was around Melbourne Cup time as well, so I didn't realise that where I'd sat down there was this giant horse right behind me. So I turned around and I'm like, what the f***? <laughs> this giant horse head just like looming over me with all these flowers around it. It was not a good time to hey have Mish, coffee and Red Bull. Yeah, well, yeah, it wasn't far off. So yeah, I'll find the chat one day. It's, yeah, it's pretty funny. Hey everyone, welcome to the Mechanical Rock Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Marsevich, where we talk consulting and cloud data technologies. Today we have a special guest, Sarah Wright, Partner Executive at Mechanical Rock. Now, Sarah is an expert in developing and managing our strategic partners for our consulting business, and we talk about how to create successful partnerships that drive business growth. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Huh? Pick it, just, just pick it. No, just pick it. Ruin I'm... people's ears, that's okay. <laughs> just like scratching it. <laughs> oh, why did I agree to do this? Because you're a fool. Yeah. That's why. Why does anyone agree? That's true, yeah. I don't even know why I do this. Because we can't help ourselves, that's why. <laughs> because I don't want to do any work. <laughs> Actually, Friday afternoon's normally my busiest time. Oh, why is it not? Because it's always people forget to do stuff during the week. Yeah. So pretty much from lunchtime onwards, it's emails and Slack messages going, hey, I meant to tell you this earlier, but... I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> to the all on Fridays. Cheers. Cheers, Joe. Thank you. Are you recording already? Yeah. It's fine. We can cut that. I seen you the no, one Hamish, fine. didn't I? You can always, yeah. <laughs> That's right. You can always bleep me out later if I need to. Yeah. Swearing is encouraged. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard his podcast. <laughs> I remember, I do want to add in beeps because I think I think beeps are funny. <laughs> Just beep the non-swear words. Yeah, yeah. Oh, whoops. Like, I was out of sync. I didn't mean to do Every that. Every time he says Microsoft, it needs a beep. Yeah. Oh, I should do that. That's it's like a swear word. <laughs> Google or Microsoft. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Um, Welcome to yeah. your podcast, Joseph. Welcome to the <laughs> Mech Rockcast. God damn it, Josh. That was so good. Do you yeah. see that? Yeah. Like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh. Skipped a beat on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn it. That's really good. It's all right. You can still change it. You can rebrand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I describe your job as pulling everything together and hurting the cats that we call directors. Is that how you describe your role? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, the glue that pulls things together, petting cats, yeah, being the adult sometimes. The only one, yeah. Yeah, um, the voice of reason sometimes. I don't know. Well, I like to enable people, so, yeah. I can, be, I can be the best and the worst at times. So I'll be the voice of reason when people go too far or be a little too stupid or mm -hmm. get a little too carried away. But yeah. then I'm also probably the one that's been egging them on in the first place. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm all about the fun within reason. The devil and the angel. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Do you, do you find it, like, what do you find the most challenging part of keeping it all? I'm kind of talking oh. about the directors as kind of... Hamish on social media. Yeah. That's probably my biggest stress point. <laughs> so within my first, it was within my first month here, we didn't really know what the job was going to be. Basically, the directors knew they needed someone to do... There was a whole stack of things, but there was no specific, OK, this is your job description, this is your job outline. Um, and my previous roles have been about doing a thousand different things on any one day, basically the stuff that needs to be done, being able to triage it, go what's the most important, what's going to add value the most, what can wait. Mm. Um, so I'm used to doing that kind of stuff. But then I'd just been meeting all the partners and getting to know them. And then 
it was like 11.30 at night or something and I start getting messages firing through and phone calls from partners going, what the hell is going on? What's wrong? What's happened? And I'm like, what the hell? And then I look at Twitter and Hamish is on Twitter and it was just Hamish doing a Hamish. But I didn't know that at that point because I was still quite new. Yeah. So I went into panic stations going, <laughs> what the hell's going on? And it was just His him poking some fun. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know that at the time. So, yeah, it's taken me a while to get used to it. But now I can proudly say I speak fluent Hamish. Mm. Um, which comes in handy sometimes when people go, is he serious or is he joking? I'm like, no, no, he's joking this time. And then other times I'll be like, no, no, this is this one's serious. You need to pay attention. Yeah. Um, I feel like when he goes overly serious, that's when you know he's joking. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a middle ground. It's yeah. like joking, seri- actual seriousness. And yeah. Then. And then there'll be times where you expect him to be really serious and he goes a bit too light. You're like, okay. Yeah, maybe. He, he's, yeah. He's giving us a bit too much rope now. Yeah. So like rein it in. Um, but yeah, I think it's just working... You work closely with people over time and you just get to know their habits and you get to know what kind of mood they're in and what they're working on and what the stresses are going to be. So, yeah, yeah, it's always been part of my previous roles as well, doing project governance and admin support and stuff. You just get to know... If you get to know the people, then you can pull those things together a bit more. You can anticipate what they're going to need as well. Yeah. How would you describe the three directors? Because they're all very different people, personality-wise. I would say... Three amigos. I'm like, do I be honest? You can always Uh, cut it out. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. I'm pretty sure I've said it to them anyway. They're very different people, but they work so incredibly well to complement each other. Mm. So... You talk to any one of them and they're absolutely brilliant at what they do and what they bring into Met Rock, which is why they gel so, get, so well together. So, as you know, we don't have a sales team, but you can send Hamish anywhere and he doesn't sell. He just talks about Mechanical Rock mm. and that's what brings people on board. It makes people want to be part of Met Rock, whether it's to come in as an employee or if it's that they want to do work with Met Rock. And it's not because he's selling them a dream of, hey, we can do this. Yeah. It's this is what he believes and this is genuinely how he feels about mechanical rock. So because of that authenticity, that's what brings people in. And Hamish likes the fun and he creates that vibe where people want to be part of what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Hamish is, yeah, just that kind of, I say, if you want someone to say yes, you go to Hamish. Yeah. If you want someone, not to say no, but if you want someone to question why, you want to go down a certain path, I'd say you go to Nick. And it's because he's got such a good way of taking a step back and looking at things and he'll challenge. He'll challenge what you're asking, not to say no, but to make sure you've thought things out. Right. So I say, if you want something straight away, you go to Hamish. If you don't, if you want someone to give you a reason to say no or to say not now, you go to Nick. If you want someone who will give you a valid argument on both sides of the fence but won't give you necessarily his opinion you go to Tim so I find between the three of them they will balance each other (laughs) but at the same time when you put the three of them in a room together especially if there's a problem the way they will approach things from different angles but still come to the same resolution it's pretty awesome to see Um, so yeah it's, it's a pretty strong bond that they've created mm. so it's yeah it gives good balance i think across Matt Grock. 
as you know we like to have a lot of fun here sometimes we have a little too much fun so we need those other ones to rein us in sometimes yeah um but yeah like if you've ever if you ever get a chance to work with tim then you'll just be like wow i have so much to learn if you ever get to see nick doing consulting at its absolute finest especially on the strategy pieces you would just be wow i have so much to learn um and i mean yeah just listen to hamish sell mcrock without selling mcrock yeah, and you want to be part of it so yeah yeah i've seen him his pictures they're interesting yeah and they're, they're always they're always colorful he's like we have the best people and we build the best stuff so yeah uh you know, talking about partners that you mentioned before um you kind of manage our partners? I do. So yeah. I manage the partner relationships with yeah. most of our partners. So there's a couple of really tech ones that I leave to Tim because he's just a better person for it. Um, but AWS obviously is our primary partner. Mm-hmm. Snowflake, Google, uh, Databricks partnerships, Fivetran, they're probably our key ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of it is just building relationships over time where it really comes into play is getting to know all the programs and understanding what we need to do to maintain our either current partner tier or level up to the next one. What are the requirements we need to meet? Is it business plans we need to submit, which is normally over Christmas time for some reason? Um, Certifications we need to get, a certain number of opportunities we need to get. Also knowing what funding programs are available to us. Partnerships, I think, they sell... They sell you a dream that this is what it's like to be a partner yeah. and it's consistent everywhere. Um, but it's on you to go and find out how to get the most out of your partnership. Part, like AWS and Google, for example, they have so many customers, like they have so many partners, no one's special. As much mm. as you like to think you are and as much as people like to think, oh, but I do X amount of business with them, nobody's special. So you're not going to get massive lead generation. You're not going to have them throw money at you to do stuff. You have to go and seek it out yourself. So if you're doing partnerships just to try and get kudos and try and get people throwing work at you, it's never going to happen. We spend a lot of time and a lot of effort going into what programs are the best for us, Mm -hmm. what fit our people the best. By working in certain programs that unlock certain funding, so how does that benefit our customers better? It takes a lot of time to go through the detail because they change every year. Yeah. And what what qualifies, uh, what's the qualification for us to partner with someone? Um, So pretty much anyone can apply to be a partner with anyone. It's the different levels that the different requirements come into. Like we've had people approach us and we've said no to partner with. Like why why would we say no or why would we say yes? Okay, so we tend to have a look at what kind of work we do and what kind of projects we do. And we look at what tools we like to use. Um, It really comes down to does it complement what we're currently doing Mm. on projects and the kind of projects we want to work on. There are some tools that our customers will use for example that we've then gone okay we're going to see more and more of this in projects that we're working on so it makes sense to start pursuing that as a potential avenue Mm. there's also some tools that we've looked at the customers use and we go we'll learn what we need to for this project but it's not the right fit for us so we are at the mercy of customers in some respects Mm -hmm. because we need to use what tools they're using if we get the opportunity to recommend better tools then we'll definitely do that and we're not shy about doing that 
But say if someone comes up to us and says, we want to go down the path of Microsoft, we're not a Microsoft partner. We don't have an intention to go down that route at this stage. So we're not going to pursue that partnership just because a customer wants us to. We would instead tell that customer, appreciate the offer, but you're better off actually finding a Microsoft partner that can do that work for you. So we will work, we'll walk away from work sometimes if it's not the right fit. Um, but yeah, with partnerships, we tend to look at who we're currently working with, if there are gaps in the partnership. So we've been looking into certain areas where we go, okay, there's sort of an area of tool sets that we're not using at the moment. Mm-hmm. So who are the best in the field? Who are our customers using? Yeah. And we'll have a look at a few and then see if any's the right fit for us. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you have any frustrations with partners? Oh, my God. I don't know if we've got that kind of time on our hands, Joe. Do you want to have another Um, drink? Yeah, I'll need a bigger drink, I think. Um, I think the tricky thing is when you're working really hard with customers, and it's something we've spoken directly with all of our partners about, when we're working directly with a customer and then we find out that one of our partners has gone in and essentially competed for the same work, Yeah, that that stings, especially mm. when you've been talking to the partners about it. Yeah. So they know you're in there. Instead of saying, let's do this together and go in and make a really strong case, they go in and essentially undercut you for the work. Yeah. That's really hard. That's a hard pill to swallow because you wonder, where's the partnership? If we're supposed to be doing this together then why are you competing against us? Yeah. Um, and it's happened a few times and we've given some very, very honest feedback about it. It hasn't really gone anywhere. So you just kind of, yeah. It makes you a bit more guarded about how much you tell your partners, which is unfortunate. But I'd say that's probably the hardest thing is, yeah, when, when they come in and essentially take work away from you. Hmm. Um, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a rough one, but at the end of the day, everyone's trying to make money. Everyone's running yeah. their business. So, yeah, for us, it's just it, that's just not the way we work. We're very transparent about who we're working with, what kind of work we're doing, and the stage we're at with opportunities. So, yeah, we'll get burnt a few more times, I'm sure, but... That's all right. Yeah. It's easier that way. <laughs> uh, so... You have, like, your fingers in a lot of pies. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how many. But all of them. All of them. Every <laughs> pie you must touch. Um, how do you manage the hour, the late hours, the multitasking and the context switching? Because mm. I know you have some pretty late nights. Yeah, so I think the context switching is probably the biggest one. So managing hours, I tend to, on a Sunday, I'll sit back and I'll look at what I've got coming up and that's how I reset my week. I plan out what I've got coming up, what are the essentials, what are the things that I can maybe shuffle around. So if it's admin work that I need to do, can I shuffle that around meetings I've got with that same partner, for example. So it keeps that mindset, say, all in AWS. Mm -hmm. So I might have an AWS day, I might have a Snowflake day. Some days, like today, are just... Honestly, it's like a confetti gun going off. It's just (laughs) random shit from everywhere. But it's fun. It keeps the day going. It keeps it entertaining. There's been a bit of people stuff in today. There's been some admin stuff. There's been some partner stuff. There's been just random stuff all over the shop. We went and did a beer run and filled the fridge. Um, But I tend to have a look on Sunday and go, how can I reset my week? So are there things that if I've got, say, marketing meetings at midnight, because sometimes partner calls are at midnight because they run from the US. 
So sometimes it'll be like, okay, on that day, instead of doing the morning, I might start at lunchtime, work through the evening and finish the day on the yeah. marketing call. So if that's the case, then I'll normally let the team know that, cool, I'm not going to be available in the morning, I've got marketing calls, so I'm just going to re- reset my hours. Sometimes it's just shuffling things around to make that context switching a bit less. Sometimes you just have a week that kills you where you've just got to suck it up yeah. and you bounce from one thing to the next and I will always carry my notebook with me and you'll get to the end of the week and you realise all you've done is attend meetings. You haven't actioned anything yet. They're the tough ones yeah. because you're pretty much playing catch up the next week. So I try and keep my Friday afternoons free of meetings because there's always a whole bunch of stuff that comes through last minute. Um, Monday, I tend to have admin days at home. One, because I like to just sit on my couch in my PJs and chip away at admin. Um, But it also means that that's my chance to kind of get caught up and and make sure I've got things prepped for any of the meetings during the week. Yeah. It is tricky, though. There's no... Anyone who says they've got a perfect system, I'll call bullshit on. (laughs) Uh, Basically, you do the best you can any day of the week. If something gets dropped, then at least here we have a safe space. You can go, shit, I forgot to do something or I need more time or I need help. And you don't have people going, oh, that's not good enough. You have people going, how can we help? Is there anything we can do? Um, And it's a safe, supportive space where we can do that. So, yeah, having that is good. Hopefully you don't need to use it very often. But, yeah, that jumping from one thing to the next, I think it's just that being prepared. I do have a bit of a commute in the morning, so I tend to sit on the bus for sort of 45 minutes. So I'll have a look at my calendar. I'll get my emails out of the way. I'll get Slack messages out of the way. So by the time I've walked in the door, my day's already underway. Ah, That's good. Um, So I'm kind of responding to things by the time I'm already in the office. Things have already gone out and come back in. I guess, yeah, because your role's fairly, I'd say, pretty different to everyone else here. Yeah. It's a fairly unique role. Yeah. A lot of it is responsive stuff. So but I feel like you're like the one person <laughs> left. Everything would just fall apart. It's like, why hasn't this happened? Oh, God. Well, things are pretty well documented, so that's good. But <laughs> yeah, does yeah, that matter? It's, it's the doing things. Um, but at the same time, there's... Like, there's some office stuff that I do, and I don't do it because I feel like I have to or because I feel like, oh, I'm the admin person. I do it because I want to do it or it's just easy to do it and it helps the team. Um, And I think the whole team pitches in with, like, especially office stuff as well. Mm. Um, I think, like, stocking the fridge and ordering stuff and doing stationary runs down to office works, like Hamish will do those. He doesn't try and go, oh, someone else needs to do it for us. So I think everyone pitches in. But I like to be able to jump in and just help. And if I see something that needs to be done, if I've got the capacity to do it, then I'll pick it up and just run with it. So, yeah, yeah, if I can make the team's life a little easier, then, yeah, it makes my job a bit more exciting and gives me a break from admin sometimes. Yeah. Talking about organising things. Oh, God. You know it's going. (laughs) Latency. Oh, don't. Um, Where is it? Why hasn't it happened 2022? Sorry, we're going through a tunnel. I can't hear you. The amount of times I've been asked this question. Okay, so... From the horse's mouth. Latency is not going ahead in 2022 calendar year because we have not been able to get a venue locked in. I will say we've not been able to get a venue that we like Mm. locked in. We don't like going with just sterile every day, which basically convention centre. But what we've 
run into is all of those events that were delayed or cancelled because of COVID have all been booked in over the last six months and some of the venues are booked out to the end of next year as well. So trying to find a venue that will fit our needs that we're happy with and fits all of our requirements has been challenging. Yeah. We are just about to lock in a venue for the first half of next year. So it will be going ahead. It will just be delayed. Yes. So, yeah, everyone has been asking, where's latency? What's going on? We want to sponsor or we want to attend or we want to talk. Amazing. Everyone loves latency. But, yeah, unfortunately, it's been we can't lock down a venue that we like. We've had, honestly, about 50 different venues that we've looked at. And they're either booked out for the dates we want or they're just not suitable and they can't fit us in. So the one that we are looking at locking in now is going to be absolutely amazing. We'll be able to go bigger than we've gone before. Different one? Yeah, it'll be a new venue. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll be able to announce something. Excellent. And hopefully this podcast doesn't go out for a couple of weeks, so it buys me some more time. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so essentially latency, we would have loved to have run it again in November this year. Just venue, we couldn't lock anything in. That's all right. Um, Do you have any good stories from a latency conference? Do I have any good stories? Because I've heard a few. What have you... What what ones have you heard? I've... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all, all of them have so you got any good stories about latency no, Joe? I don't but um I mean there's I've always heard, stories it's I've heard of certain people waking up on the stairs the next morning oh yeah so yeah. we 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 never learn so we do the speaker and sponsors dinner at the end of day one and when that carries on till the very late hours of the evening and most of us haven't eaten for 24 hours you can imagine we're all a bit rough the next day Sometimes we don't always make it home. We either sleep at the office or... Sleep on the conference stairs. Have, yeah. People have found it. Yeah. <laughs> Certain people <laughs> sleeping on the venue stairs in the morning. Um, but that's all right. You just... Yeah. yeah. Latency is one of those things that there's so much work that goes into running it and so much prep work that goes into it. By the time the first day of latency happens... You're so exhausted and you're so kind of over the event because you've replayed every scenario in your head so many times Mm -hmm. that it gets to a stage where it finally starts, you you just got to put your hands up and go, whatever happens, happens. We've done everything Mm. we can. We've done the best we can. People are going to love it or hate it. People introducing people wrong on stage. Yes. I I do think that Valeria being called Valencia is one of my favorites. (laughs) that was great our our acknowledgement of country person we had three people cancel the week of latency and we managed to find someone to step in and they went to the wrong venue so one of the committee members had to run across north bridge and walk very slowly back with this little old lady and the conference was start had already started so hamish was pretty much just trying to ad lib on stage and buy time until they got there and then yeah she got her name wrong (laughs) 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 Um, no like latency runs pretty well so by the time 
we do tend to over prepare I would say yeah. but we always work in some fun stuff so we don't over script everything as you've seen with Hamish emceeing the venue like the event sorry yeah. yeah we tend to just kind of let what happens on the day happen so if someone's running over let them run over if someone's running early that's fine let them run early people still haven't learned don't do live coding demos on stage because they never work <laughs> uh, no matter how much you try they will never they work, never work. Um, yeah. even for the having Adam workshops. Simpson as our lock note a couple of years ago was really cool so talking to him backstage he was just so personable and who's Adam Simpson so the West Coast Eagles coach yeah he was basically standing off to the side of the stage waiting to go on and he was watching the talk of the person beforehand and he was talking to us backstage. He's like, I don't understand anything that's going on. They're so smart. Like, what are they doing? And he genuinely wanted to know what was being done and mm. wanted people to explain what was going on. And when the guy's coding demo did not work at all, but when he came off, Adam was like, that was so great. You did so well. Like, you got to talk us through it. And how did you do it? And oh, it was just so nice. encouraging. Yeah. And he was just such a, a friendly, happy, easygoing guy. And... Yeah, he was a delight, and he was someone that we thought we weren't sure how he was going to go because he wasn't technically technology, mm. cloud computing, but he was just so good and so engaging. So he was probably one of my favourites. Nice. Um, which you're welcome, Mum. Uh, my mum and my sister are massive Eagles fans. Um, <laughs> Do you have any uh, least favourites? Oh, we've. I don't think I'm we gonna, might. We might. Yeah, take this we out. might edit that one out, but. We've, we've had a couple of talks that we thought would be amazing that really weren't. Um, it's one of those things. It could be nerves. It could be yeah. people who have a lot of stuff going on at the time. They just don't prepare enough. Or it just doesn't go as you think it's going to go. It's not, it doesn't get received as well as you think. Um, I hate public speaking, so I'm surprised you got me on here, even though it's in a room. Um, so anyone that's got the guts to get up on stage, I applaud them. Yeah, it's always You won't difficult. see me doing it anytime soon. Ah, you got to do it. Latency, 2023. Yeah, right. Joseph for latency. No. <laughs> you should do a podcast from latency. Yeah, just do a couch. I'll do, I'll do one with Hamish again. Just on oh, the couch. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> no, if you, I'd like to host like a couch thing. That'd be fun. Yeah. Like, what do you call them? The couch thing. It's like the fireside chat. Oh, God, that's Oh, horrible. like with like three people. Yeah, it's like a, a horrible term. We can have but a fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not start fires at venues. Um, we normally, we, yeah, so day two, we normally... At the Ask Me Anything's where you can put questions up on the board, they're always oh fine. Oh, my God. I think, yeah, I think what would be fun is... To, so we normally do lightning talks... Um, I think it would be cool for people to submit lightning talk topics. And you just have to make And then up. some people who come up on stage have to pick one at random and they give a oh, lightning talk on that topic. That's rough though. That would be fun. So we did that at a team day for Matt Croc one year. Yeah. It was absolutely hilarious. Okay. Um, it's surprising what people come up with. <laughs> As topics or yeah, answers? Both. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, tell me about this thing I know nothing about. Yeah, I would still never get up there. But, yeah, you find you get some pretty interesting topics, like um, just random stuff that people come up with to explain stuff. Um, we do a... So Latency does a couple of satellite events and we do an unpopular opinions event. Ooh. And um, it's basically we challenge people to come up and give a lightning talk about the most controversial thing in cloud computing. Mm. 
and then the we get people to, to rate whether it's controversial or not or whether it's popular or unpopular and we get some really heated debates coming out that'd be cool to have, like, have a crowd vote Yep. So, yeah, we basically give people cards, so a red card and a green card. Yeah. And, yeah, if you agree with what they say or if you've swayed them, then vote with the green card. If you still think, no, I disagree with what you're saying, vote with the red card. A Kubernetes for everything. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, IBM Cloud is the best. Um, I think that was one of was the talks last time. Cl- yeah. no, Oracle Cloud is the best. Um, so, yeah, if, if, if the, the listeners will keep... Uh, a bit of an eye on the latency channel, then yeah, if we will be promoting an Listeners. upcoming. Yeah, all, all three of them. <laughs> all three of them. Uh, maybe, you, yeah. you, me, and whoever's going to censor it. Yeah. Um, yeah. If people stay tuned to latency on LinkedIn and on the website, they'll see a an event coming up soon for unpopular opinions. Exciting. And we're always looking for sponsors for more. So feel Money, free please. to reach out. Yeah. <laughs> Are you playing poker tonight? I'm not playing poker, but no. I'm holding the stash. You're holding the stash. Yeah. Who's dealing? Is it just going to be I think it'll be round table. Yeah, round table. Yep. Sweet. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I was going to play, but I'll wait until tomorrow. That's Four. fine. We're going to go to the casino after happiness. Oh, after. fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll yeah. be joining, hopefully. I'll wait until the odds are definitely not in my favour. And then, then, then spend <laughs> yeah. all your money. Yeah. If we had a roulette wheel, maybe, but no, nah, I'm not going to play poker tonight. Yeah. I'm on the fence. I just don't think I'd be able to play. I get restless. Yeah. And I think they're going to take it all too serious. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not. I'm going to mess with people. <laughs> Go Monopoly style and just flip the table. I just don't look at my cards. <laughs> I'm serious. That's brilliant. I'm serious. That's like, brilliant. When I play with my dad, we just don't we don't look at our cards and we just go all in. 100%. Like halfway through the game, you just do it and you go, I haven't looked at my cards, all in. 100%. I, th- I think you should play. Yeah. I reckon you're going to freak most of them out. Oh, most of them will get freaked out. My brother calls me on it. And so, like, in the first round, yeah, half of us just see, get knocked out. I don't think people would be expecting it. Yeah, no. I reckon some people would do it, though. Like, Jack would do it. Tim would never do it. No, I think people are going to be quite guarded and they'll want to play seriously. Yeah, no. Nah. I'm just there to mess, mess with people. I've lost the money. That's Brilliant. Do it. <laughs> that's Go for it. it. I've already lost money <laughs> in my mind. Any other sketchy questions from the Mechanical Rock crew? None that I can read out. So. None that are suitable for <laughs> that are suitable. daytime podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> if you could have one thing on a billboard that everyone could see, what would you have? I don't know. It'd be a really bad dad joke. It'd be like the... Yeah. It'd be something really stupid. I don't know what it'd be. Seems to be a common answer. Yeah, it'd be like something really childish and stupid um, that everyone would laugh at. Um, speaking of which, hi Hamish. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It'd just be something funny. Like people need to laugh more. Yeah. I don't know, just Hamo's face smiling with a thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, he'd do that himself, though. Yeah, I feel like he would. He's a narcissist <laughs> at heart. What gets you out of bed every day? Coffee. Coffee? Coffee. The smell of coffee? Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I was promised milkshakes by my delivery leads. That's what gets me out of bed uh, the last week. I still haven't got my milkshake. I'm very disappointed. All right, send me the name of your delivery leads. I'll get you a milkshake. Yeah. No, seriously, Coffee. 100%. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Get out of bed for coffee. How do you have your coffee? I just don't know. 
made by someone else. Made by someone else. Doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> um, uh, so normally I just have a flat white, no sugar. Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes just black coffee. Yeah, I don't do well without coffee in the morning. Like I can, but I don't like to. I'd rather be late for, like, I'd rather be five minutes late for a meeting mm. and have coffee. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. arrive on time without just coffee. It's grumpy as hell. Yeah. It's just safer for everyone that way. So, yeah, but I'm always up for a coffee. I think yeah. I did before one conference. It was the Witwer conference in 2019. I had way too many coffees, but I'd also made the mistake of having a Red Bull in the morning because <laughs> I didn't have any coffee at home. <laughs> so, by the time I got to the event and I was early, I was basically live just. Like commentating what was going on on Slack back to internal channels and like, it was absolutely hilarious like, are you okay Sarah? yeah I was not okay and then it was around Melbourne Cup time as well so I didn't realise that where I'd sat down there was this giant horse right behind me so I turned around and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> this giant horse head just like looming over me with all these flowers around it it was not a good time Hamish, to have coffee and red bull <laughs> yeah it wasn't far off so yeah, I'll find the chat one day. It's yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> have you at your time at MacRock, Have you had to make any like particularly hard decisions that come to mind, and what did it kind of teach you? I know you're thinking of one, but that wasn't a hard decision. What one am I thinking of, Joe? Oh, <laughs> oh that one. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, there are... I don't, I don't know if I'd say it was a hard decision, but I think the biggest challenge with joining MacRock was, especially coming from, like, big corporate companies, is the amount of trust that you're given here and the amount of transparency that's shared yeah, within I the agree. company. Yeah. Like, we're treated like adults from day one. None of us are good at being treated like adults. We no. need boundaries. We need guidance. I can't so believe when I'm taken allowed away, to do this. <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's really humbling to see how much trust that they put in you. But at the same time, it also makes you put a lot of pressure on yourself because you go through stages of wondering, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough of the right things? Is this what they want me to be doing? And you just you replay that in your head because... You've got such a supportive environment, you constantly feel the need to want to do more and do better. Yeah. Which actually put, makes you put a lot of pressure on yourself. So I think the adjustment of getting used to how much freedom you're given, the good thing is if someone does the wrong thing, there isn't an approach of, oh, just blanket rule for everyone, someone's ruined it for everyone, we'll take it away. There's an adult conversation with the person around what happened, why did you do it, mm. what was the most appropriate thing, what did you learn from it, are you going to do it again, and we learn from it. We don't punish the company because one person did something wrong. Yeah. Same as if someone makes a mistake, it's not finger pointing on why did you do that. You've got 37 people saying how can we help you fix it or not doing it again or how do we learn from it together so it's that really community 
feel that we've managed to build in Macrog that it actually takes a lot to get used to. Yeah. Because you're normally you're pretty used to saying, oh God, well, if I made a mistake, they're going to hold it against me. Hmm. So they might not do it now, but 12 months down the track at annual review time, suddenly they'll bring back something that you should have been given feedback about nine months ago, hmm. but they didn't. Yeah. Whereas here, you can safely put your hand up and go, I've made a mistake or I've forgotten something or I've missed something or something's going wrong or I don't know what I'm doing, can someone help? Yeah. And people will come in and help. Yeah. They don't hold it against you, they don't wave it in your face, but it takes a lot to get used to that. Yeah, so you say it's like the responsibility is yeah. something hard to get used to. Yeah, like the amount of, yeah, it's, it's that, and it, it's a testament to the directors, the fact they're willing to put that trust in people. Yeah. They could just turn around and put a process in for everything and say same rules for everyone and this mm. is the rigid structure, but they don't, it's more organic and people, build trust better because trust is put in them so they always want to do the right thing and they do that little bit more and they want to look after the company so it's a really nice safe place to be but when you're not used to having that it it's a big adjustment period um yeah so i think decision wise it took me a little bit of time to kind of test the boundaries on when can I just make a call on something and when can't I. I think part of that is just knowing the directors better and Mm. knowing what they would say in an instant. I won't overstep bounds, I'll check stuff with them first, but there are some cases where I'll just make a call on something because I've done it enough times or I've got the experience or I just know what the outcome's going to be. Or I've kept them informed along the way. So we've already discussed that in this scenario, this is what we'd be going with. Yeah. Um, so I think that communication helps inform those decisions. Yeah, easy. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Change your mind at the last minute, do something else. Maybe, just yeah. for fun. Just for fun, <laughs> just to mess with them. <laughs> Is there anything you want to talk about? Because I'm out of question. I guess what do I want my final comments to be? Normally I sign, from, sign things off with like, so long and thanks for all the fish. Yeah. Some people get it, some don't. I don't. Oh, Joseph. Sorry. Oh, I'm cultured. I had such hope for you. Yeah, me too. Wow. Yeah. Just when I was beginning to like you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, God, you're going to finish on that now, aren't you? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I guess what do, I, what do I want people to know about Mech Rock? You covered it pretty well, just I mean, in general. It's, it's weird. Most people, well, we're always recruiting and everyone's always recruiting. I like the fact that MechRock won't just hire people for the sake of hiring. They'll wait and find the right people. And it's not about can you build stuff on AWS? Are you great with Snowflake? Can you do this? Can you do that? It's about what are your values and what kind of person are you? And what's your drive like? Do you try and go that extra mile? Are you curious about technology? Do you want to find new and interesting ways of doing things? We can teach you the AWS skills. We can get you certified in whatever tools, but it's about the person. Mm. And I think that's why MacRock's been able to create such a unique place and such a cool group of people. Like we've got some pretty odd ducks that work here. And I think we've all got a bit of oddness to us, but we all work really well together. And I think it's that uniqueness that makes MacRock what it is. Mm. And I think while they keep doing that, I think we're going to have a pretty special place. Yeah. I'm just here for the money. And of course we're hiring. <laughs> um, and also I get to drink gin at work. 
I mean, not all the time, but... Probably could if you I mean, wanted to. I, I could. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's like everyone works really hard. Everyone puts in a lot of effort. Everyone has this drive to do better and find new cool ways of doing things and little side projects, and then we all get involved in them, and it's a really nice community place yeah. to be. So I think that's that uniqueness that people want. I think some people are scared about moving from a big company, and it can be a little risky, but the reward is like a thousandfold when you find the right spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun to be. Like, it's a lot of fun to be here, and we work hard, we play hard, we get to roast people on Slack, which is always fun. Um, <laughs> on podcasts. On podcasts. Yeah. Uh, maybe they roast themselves on future podcasts. Um, yeah. Who do you like to see on a podcast? Who would I like to see on a podcast? Who would you like to? I don't want to be interviewed. So. I think you should do like an after dark one. So like when we do like Friday drinks. Yeah, after drinks. Yeah, like I think you should do like one when we've all had a few drinks. And then see what happens. Because that's just going to be full of censored bleeps. Yeah. Um, we probably get taken off Spotify. Um, I don't know. I mean, everyone's going to have a pretty different... Everyone's pretty different here, so... It's been very different. Each one's been very different. Yeah, I don't think... Even interviewing the same people six months apart, you're going to get different like different variations of the same thing. Um, well, you haven't heard the last two, so... No, and I'm not looking forward to hearing this one either, to be honest. That's right, it'll be a while, because I still haven't edited the last two. Oh, that's so. fine. I'll forget, I'll forget we did this, yeah. and then it'll come on Spotify. What? And then I'll have to get it taken down. <laughs> Vote Mechanical Rock People's Choice Awards Yeah People's yeah. Choice Awards 100% <laughs> Yeah do it just because Just, just for shits and giggles really Like yeah Mechanical Rock For shits and giggles mm. You tagline I like it how, how do you end the podcast What was it Oh yeah So long and thanks for all the fish Job done Let's go home <laughs> And cut. No, you can stop recording now. Do you really not know what that's from? No, that's not from. Sounds like a Monty Python. No, it's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh. It's when the dolphins are singing at the beginning. God damn it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I should have known that. You should have known that. You should have known that. Yeah. Great movie. Great book as well. Average movie, great books. Yeah. I read it when I was a kid though, so. Great it's much. even better reading it as an adult. Like the Terry Pratchett stuff. Hmm. Good times. Where's Hamish? Does he want to jump on? <laughs> Bring one. Have you stopped recording yet? Nope. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best parts. Alright.